Father, uh, we thank you for your word uh, that comes to us uh, in the Bible, and we thank you for the way that you speak to us uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we pray that your spirit would be speaking tonight, that you would be working in our hearts and our minds, that you would be doing new things in us, and Father, that you would bring uh, the blessing of the knowledge of Jesus, our Saviour, of the incredible, glorious grace that you've shown us. And uh, I, I pray that you would give us great joy in the, the night we have together afterwards where we share in a meal and uh, yeah, that it would just be a fun night of fellowship uh, of your people. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I'm speaking uh, tonight uh, from a passage uh, which you probably know really well. It's uh, from John chapter 3. Um, I might uh, just read it. I'm, um, yeah, I'll just read it. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees. Not, uh, what version have you got there? ESV. <laughs> Just, sorry, I bought my NIV Bible. And you know how much difference it makes, what Bible you use? <laughs> wow. Are you all good? Okay. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you're doing, you're doing if God is not with you. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born again if he's old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said, and you do not understand these things. I tell you the truth, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we've seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Born again. Really? That is a slightly weird concept, isn't it? Oh, by the way, you're allowed to respond to me? <laughs> Don't be nervous, okay? There's no, there's no wrong answers. That's a, that's a lie. There's plenty of wrong answers. <laughs> And if you do do a wrong answer to me, we, we actually will deal with you outside later on. Um, being born again is a weird concept. Would you agree? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, I know I've been 
I'll be honest, not just a Christian for a lot of years. I've been a pastor for a lot of years before. And it really kind of frustrated me, this born again thing, because I just didn't get it. Um, But that's probably my thickness. uh. But I want to ask this question to start with. Have you ever done something or said something where you wish you could turn back time by about three minutes? Where that word comes out of your mouth and you go, and it's too late. The damage is done. The fire started. Have you ever wished that you might be able to turn back maybe six months? Because there's kind of a whole lot of things. Yeah? Um, if you talk to old people, one thing about old people is some of them are sweet, but a lot of them are cranky. Is that true? And a lot of them wish that they could go, they don't want to go back six months. They'd like to go back at least 40, 50 years. And that's from 30-year-olds. Um, they would really like to go back a long way. A restart, yes? A complete new start. Because I, I'm not talking about cars, but i tell you, and, and, and some people would know this, I like Falcons. Did anyone know an XY GTHO Falcon? Yeah. Yeah, 969, same year I was born. Is that about the, the era? Yeah. You know, you could buy one of those for just a hundred grand. That's all they're worth now. They they're bought for about three or four hundred when they were new, but they're worth a hundred grand now. And you could polish it up and do it up and do up the motor, right? And, and, and you know, new leather on the seats, all that sort of stuff. And then you could go out on the highway and you know what you'd be driving? A Ford. A Ford. <laughs> A 1969 Falcon, which would go like this all over the road. You go to switch on the air conditioning, there is none. Right? You put on the headlights and you wouldn't know that they're on. Because you've got a 1969 car and then you'd say, how do you connect the Bluetooth to this thing? Which you can't. Okay? Because sometimes the best thing you can do is buy a whole new car. Do you ever get this voice that's like the devil speaking in your ear? <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about cars. We're talking about people. Okay. Have you ever set out to change yourself? To renew yourself? Sometimes people, they try to do it with your mind. And, and it's really interesting because just say, uh, you know, just say you're a girl. I don't know what that feels like most of the time. But just say you're a girl and, and, and you think you don't like the way that you look, which doesn't apply to any of you, I'm sure. And people say, you've just got to really believe that you're beautiful. And you might stand in front of the mirror and say over and over again, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Does it work? <laughs> right. Can you convince yourself? Can you actually change yourself? Has anyone ever tried to give up a habit, a bad habit? How do you go with that? If you're a non-Christian, sometimes you can give up habits. You just replace them with other ones. That's how it goes. Uh, maybe they're worse, maybe they're more acceptable in society or something like that. Uh, willpower is a funny thing, isn't it? Uh, the problem is, you see, with a non-Christian's will is that they have no power over their will. There is no willpower. The Bible talks about a will, but you don't have the ability to even change that will. It's just, it's just a fact. So the question, one question is this, which is a question, 
Can a person change? Hmm. Put it a different way. Can a person be changed? Yes. When God's at work. Okay, that's just a little bit of there was a man uh, named Nicodemus. He was, a, he was a member, he was a ruler of the, in the Sanhedrin. He was one of the 70 elders. He was a key man, and it could be that he was one of the key teachers of all of Israel. Right? He had a lot of knowledge. He knew the scriptures. In this case, it meant the Old Testament, but he knew God's word. He taught God's word, and he also knew this thing. If you see miracles happening, God did that. He didn't like Jesus much. Well, a lot of the Pharisees didn't. But he saw Jesus doing miracles. So he went to Jesus and he went to him at night. He didn't want everyone to... He didn't want to make a big commotion about it or maybe he was a bit, didn't want anyone to see. He might have been a bit embarrassed. But he wanted to ask Jesus what the go is with this. He was a careful man. He wanted to get his theology right. It was Nicodemus. He came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi or teacher, we know that you're a teacher who's come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you're doing if God was not with them. So he knows that God's at work, but he doesn't get what's going on. And Jesus replies this. Do you ever notice that Jesus doesn't reply to the questions that people ask? Actually, it's right through the Bible. God just doesn't seem to... He seems to know what's behind it. And uh, he says, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. The kingdom of God's at work in these miracles, Nicodemus. But unless you're born again, you can't understand it. You can't see it. It's a bit like, do you know that you can't read the, you, you can't do reading comprehension on the Bible and understand God. You need the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you can't. We don't have the ability to do it. And he was trying to. Otherwise, you know, to become a Christian, you'd pass an exam, wouldn't you? Get 100% for the exam, you're a Christian. Bang. Some groups believe that, by the way. Not, not Christian groups, but cultish ones. So, you're right. <laughs> um, unless a person is born again, they can't see the kingdom of heaven. In a minute, he's going to say, unless you are born again, you can't, even, you can't enter the kingdom of God. It's a, it's a miraculous supernatural kingdom which you can't see or enter of yourself. God has to do an amazing work in you. And when he does that amazing work, it is a transformation, an incredible, (laughs) earth-shattering change in a life. Okay. So he's saying to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you need to restart. You need to go right back to the start and he says, he asks this question, how can a man be born when he is old? Surely he cannot enter a second time in his mother's womb. Gross, isn't it? Right. Uncom- uncomfortable, definitely. Like, if, if Mrs Nicodemus was there, she would be like, oh, Nicodemus, be quiet. Um, one time, honest, I was preaching this one time in a little tiny country church down in South Australia, so the people were a bit backward. But there was this one bloke who'd come along with his wife. He was not a Christian. And, and as I was preaching, he was, going, he was so angry. He was an old man. He was about 80. He was going redder and redder in the face. And, you know, he could have had a coronary right there. And that would have been bad. Um, and he, 
afterwards, he came straight up to me and he said, what are you saying? I'm going to have two belly buttons, right? Like navel cord connected the second time. He thought he was smart. He didn't understand. But I think the fact that he got really angry meant he did understand. Because being born again is something, it means a complete turning around from everything of this world and all of our earthly strength and everything that we are and just having faith in, in someone else. We don't like that because it's out of control. Better everybody just stay in control of your own lives. You'll, be just, you'll have wonderful lives. That's sarcasm. Right, that's a joke. Okay? It won't work. Okay. Um, people need to change. They don't want Jesus. Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water and the spirit. Uh, flesh gives birth to flesh and spirit gives birth to spirit. Now, there's different ways of understanding this. I take it like this. Water is talking about a natural birth and spirit's talking about a spiritual birth, a, a rebirth. Uh, and you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you have this spiritual rebirth. A complete change in nature, a complete change in understanding, a complete change that's brought by God. Okay, you, are you getting me? If you're getting tired, just stand up and slap your face or something like that. Um, we, we don't want... This is really important. So, uh, And Paul said this in another place. He said... For he has rescued us, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He's talking about you are in this one kingdom over here, the kingdom of darkness, and you are picked up and you are brought into a new kingdom and you are changed along the way so that you are fit for this new kingdom. You're changed by God. You're renewed, your sins are forgiven, you're given the righteousness of God and you live in this new kingdom. Does that make sense? And then, once you're in it, then you get it. It's a bit as Ned was saying. You don't get it until you're there. And then when you get it, it makes sense. Okay. Now, the, the, the expression, you must be born again, do you hear that around a bit? It's been misused a bit by people. Say people say there's born oh that's those born again Christians, and then of course well then you have the normal boring Christians right? They're the non-born. That's not really true. You only have born again Christians, and you and the others are non-Christians. Okay, there's only born again Christians and non-Christians. You get that? You're either a Christian or you're not. An old lady in our church where we used to come from said you can't be half pregnant. The Bible tells us that we are dead in our sins. We are hopelessly lost. We're in a bad state. Now, what often people hear from the church is a message of reform yourself, change yourself. So we would look at a person and we would say, here's a person who drinks too much alcohol and they smoke and they play tennis on Sundays. Okay, that used to be a bad thing. So, so if, if they could stop smoking and stop drinking and then they went to church on Sundays, would they be a Christian? 
Okay, so we're not talking about a, a moral change, get yourself together thing here, are we? We're talking about a change because, you see, our sin runs so deep. What happens when people actually get a bit more moral is that they get very proud of their morality and they're actually further from God. Our sin runs deep. It is our nature. You know that if you get... And a few of the boys did some renovations yesterday. Was that fun, bashing down walls? And, and did you come home and you had dirt in your ears and eyes and nose and... Was, yeah. And, and you, if your clothes get dirty, you can wash the dirt out of them, right? But if you take a bucket of dirt and try and wash the dirt out of it, you can't because it's dirt. I mean, you can tip the bucket out, but then it's not dirt anymore. Do you understand? The problem with our sinful natures is not that we need... The problem is our sinful nature. It's all of who we are. You can't take the dirt out of dirt. You actually have to have... uh, Someone else said this. When when we come to God and we say we're sick, he doesn't give us a Panadol. He puts us down. Okay. That might sound... (laughs) We're going to have an altar call in a minute. <laughs> no, right. I'm sorry. Um, Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ. I've been put down. I didn't, it, Jesus didn't come to me and say, there's a few things you need to change, Paul, and then you'll be a better person and, I, and I'll make you into a Christian. He said... All that you are and all that you were and all that you've done is so, even all the righteous things you've done are so bad, they actually need to be put to death. You need to die. He says, so he says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. And then what does he say? The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. So all that the life that I have now is completely in Christ. It's not me anymore. It's all that he's given me. It's this complete restart, this whole new nature. Do you understand what I'm saying? He puts us to death with him and then he raises us up in him and our life is hidden in God with Christ and we have this new life. We have a complete restart. We are born again, born of the Spirit. Uh, in Titus, uh, yeah, how are we going? Yeah, we're up. Um, sorry. But when the kindness and love of God, our Saviour, appeared, He saved us not because of the righteous things we'd done. We, we weren't all about reformation, becoming, uh, trying to be better, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth. Right, so it's rebirth. And a renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Rebirth again. Through Christ, the old, in my case, Derek, is put to death. And I'm raised up with Christ, renewed in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus goes on and says, you shouldn't be surprised at this, me saying, you must be born again. If you studied the scriptures, you would have got it. In the power of the Holy Spirit. The wind blows where it pleases. You hear it sound. You cannot tell where it's going. Uh, So it is with everyone born in the Spirit. 
This washing, this renewal is a work of God and you can't even see it happen. We didn't know it happened to Ned till he came bouncing up to us like Tigger about a fortnight later and told us <laughs> that he'd become a Christian. Um, but God does it. God does his sovereign work of change. No person can do it, no guru or evangelist. No one can stand between you and God. Only Christ, the one saviour, can make you right for him. Do you know, this is that it, it, psychologists have they've taken this concept of rebirth and they'll take, some, they'll take a person, this is true, you, this is also gross, but they'll say, here is, sorry, Peter, here's Peter, and, and, and Peter's got all these problems, he's had all these things that happened to him over his life, and, and what they do is they actually get you on the floor of the psychologist's office and they have a tube that you crawl through and it's really, really tight, latex rubber, and you crawl through it and you've got to struggle through it and you come out the other end... It's it's like a rebirth. That's true. That's that's a true thing. Go and go and look it up on the internet. Don't no don't no don't no don't. They get what we need, but they don't have the power to do it. We need Christ to do that to us, and He doesn't do it in that sort of way. You must be born again. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. He's getting a bit flustered now. Yep. He's getting a bit troubled. That's a good thing when you get to the point where you're troubled because then you start asking some deep questions. Do I need Jesus? The answer is yes. You need him. You cannot do without him. A bit of Bible training, even, I dare not say it, a Christian school, will not do it for you. You need to come to Christ. You need to be born again. You're Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you don't understand these things. You have this brilliant mind. You think you can, you think you can nut it out, but you can't born yourself again. You can't do it. How many of you chose to be born? No? You can't do it yourself. You can't make it happen. Okay. It's not a birth of natural descent. Okay, I'm just going to skip down a bit to verse 14. It says, Just as Jesus lifted up the snake in the desert. Did anyone know that story? That in the Old Testament, all the people of God were camped and, and, and they, were, they were rebellious. They weren't doing what they are told again. And these snakes came in and they were biting people and people were dying. Um, sometimes they come into the schools at night where you sleep, um, but don't worry. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. No, um, I just, because some of you were looking scared. <laughs> yeah, um, I put a guard at the door. Um, people were biting and getting killed, and, and, and God said to Moses, put this uh, stick, and there's a bronze snake on the stick, and if people get bitten, they are to come and they are to look at this bronze snake and they'll be healed. That's a strange thing, isn't it? Uh, why, why was that? Was it because there was power in a bronze snake and a stick? No, it's actually, I mean, it's a, it's a strange thing to have to do. But God was the one who heals, 
not a stick and not a bronze snake, right? God was the one who healed them. And a snake's a very strange thing to uh, have to look at. But you see, what, uh, what John says here is, just as Moses was lifted up, uh, lifted up the snake in the desert to heal people, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Where's he talking about there? The cross. He, he, Jesus has to be lifted up. And in what sense was there a snake on the cross? Because, you see, on the cross, he who had no sin, that's Jesus, became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took all of our sin and and in one sense, don't quote, you know, he became a snake. He became all of the evil and all, all that we were. And he died. But just before he died, he said something. What did he say? It is finished. He has dealt with all, at that point, he had dealt with all of the dirt of our sinful nature. He had, he had renewed us. He gives eternal life. The washing of rebirth. The transference into the kingdom of light. Now, how does that happen? We come to the cross. We look at the cross. It, that might sound like a really simple thing to do. But if you're ever going to come to Jesus, there's something... It's kind of like the Bible talks about repentance and faith. And they're kind of two, two parts. It's like a coin with two sides. They're sort of the same thing. One is a complete turning back of everything that was you and saying, this is all sin, this is all mess, I've got to leave it all behind. And faith is saying, and I need Jesus. I need all that he is. I've got to let go of myself and I confess it was all rubbish and I need Jesus. It takes, a, it takes a lot to look up at the cross. You've got to drop all of your pride. You've got to actually give up everything you were. It's a complete surrender. And saying, I need you. Now, I don't know where all you are. I've got a couple of questions. I don't know if you're new. Some of you might be new at the church thing. Is anyone here? No, don't put up your hands. I won't embarrass you. And I've asked, have you ever realised that you need a change? That you need something new? That you need a new start? You can do two things when you've got a a wall that's going to fall down. Right? You can gloss over the cracks, paint it plaster. Plaster with a bit of plaster and then paint and you can't see. It looks beautiful. Right? Or you can bash down the wall and build a new one. Yeah. Come to Christ. Um, be born again. Um, if you, some of you people will be Christians who sometimes the world really just crowds in on you and drags you down and you just, you just lose your fire. You, you, you kind of lose your, your hope and you, and, you, and you get doubts and things like that. Uh, idols come and take over. Weeds come up um, and kind of choke you out. Come back to the cross. Look to Jesus again. Let, let that all go and see that you need him more than you need anything else. Maybe you're like my friend Roger who went red in the front row. He was so angry 
Maybe you've always been in church and you hate the thought that I'm saying that you're not that good. Yeah, well, one day you'll find out. No, don't take it that way. Um, Come to Christ. You need him. You need Christ. You don't need religion. You don't need to follow a set of rules that will get you there. Once you believe in Christ, you'll follow the rules naturally in the power of the Spirit. But you need Jesus Christ. You need to be crucified. Dare I say, you need to be put down. (laughs) Born again in Christ. Um, I'm going to pray. And... um, uh, you you don't have to uh, we're not going to have an old call where you come down and get put down out the front we've got some lethal injections if you want out back here but uh, we're not going to do that Um, but but if you really feel you want to put your faith in Christ if you then 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 do this in in your own time I'll have a time of silence you might want to confess to God I've stuffed up I've done wrong I've sinned I've trusted in myself Actually, just, just out of interest, is last weekend uh, down at uh, another place, a, a bloke came uh, and he's become a Christian just recently, just, just in the last few months. He's an older guy and uh, he, he's become a Christian new. And he said, do you know, it is so hard to stop believing in yourself. That's what he said. The whole world tells you, believe in yourself. He said, it is so hard. To let go of believing in myself and to believe in Christ. But he's done. And that's good. It's a hard thing to do. But do it. I'm going to pray. Father, we want to confess that we are sinful. Without hope in this world, without you. lost and dead we want to confess we need you we need Jesus we need that cross we need that renewal that only you can bring Pray, Father, that you would send your Holy Spirit upon each one here tonight. Bring your conviction of sin and righteousness. Bring us the confidence and the assurance of the new life that we have in Christ. Bring us your renewal. And, Father, we thank you and we praise you for your mercy and your grace and your love and your compassion and your kindness. And we thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your your justice. We thank you that you hate sin. And we thank you that you've dealt with it through Christ for all who would believe. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.